Look out, here comes The Blitz, a podcast dedicated to covering all the local sports in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon counties. A member of the Item Podcast Network, presented, as always, by SKF. SKF Sumter is a global world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Welcome back to another episode of The Blitz. I'm Tim Leibel. Today's episode marks the 50th here at The Blitz, and we just wanted to take a quick second to say thank you to everyone that's listened along the way. This show has changed a lot since episode one. Back when we kicked this thing off, we would just let Dennis and Scott sit down and talk about local sports. And man, could they. Those first few episodes would last an hour or longer. And it was a great starting point, but over the last year, we've had the chance to instead start diving into some more detailed stories with athletes, coaches, and fans in our community. We've taken you into the world of NFL free agency and training camp with Crestwood alumni Donald Rutledge and Tyson Williams. We've looked at the story of two former high school teammates facing off on the national stage with Sumter C.J. Felder and Isaiah Moore. We've discussed the challenges of organizing sports during the pandemic with Athletic Director Curtis Johnson and a slew of other interesting stories that you couldn't find anywhere else but here on The Blitz. And of course, every now and then, Dennis and I still sit down to blab about sports. But thank you guys for listening as we've molded this show over the last 50 episodes. And I can't say thank you without mentioning our sponsor, SKF. Without SKF support, we couldn't make this thing happen. So thank you for investing in local stories. I look forward to seeing where the next 50 take us. Now, on to the show. Sumter High School alum and basketball standout C.J. Felder just finished his sophomore season at Boston College, where he started a forward for the Golden Eagles. On the court, he played some of the best basketball of his career, but his team struggled to find wins during a pandemic-altered season. The Eagles were also sidelined twice due to COVID-19, with Felder testing positive on one of those occasions. When Felder saw his coach get fired late in the season, he began to seriously question if he still wanted to be a part of the program. This week on The Blitz, I sat down with Felder to talk about this crazy season and why he eventually decided to put his name into the transfer portal. This is Flying the Coop. C.J. Felder and the Boston College Eagles came into the season with high expectations. BC opened the season with a hard-fought loss to third-ranked Villanova, and they thought they'd have a chance to compete in a highly talented Atlantic Coast Conference. Individually, Felder was playing the best basketball of his life. He scored a career-high 24 points against Duke, but it came in another close loss. It led to a very frustrating season for Felder and his teammates. We came into the season with high expectations and high hopes, especially with Playing Villanova as close as we did, we honestly felt like we should have won that game. And then, but we just had to push past that game, go to the next one. And then, as the games as the games kept going, we saw we saw a record 
taking the, the, the turn for kind of the worst, not not how we wanted to, but we always, we never really felt like this season is a wash or anything like that, or we just, we just always try to go out there and compete as hard as we could, and honestly forget about the record as much as we could, just because we love playing and playing with each other. Felder takes a lot of blame for the struggles that his team faced all season. Despite just being a sophomore, Felder felt like he shouldered a leadership role with the Eagles and didn't live up to the high standards that he set for himself. Well, with this team, I feel like not even one of the most liked guys on the team. I think I'm by far all around the most liked guy on the team. I, I can, I, I, I think of myself as a people person. I know how to approach player A or player B and how to approach them and get what is needed out of them as a, as a player and as a person. But I also understand that you can't approach everyone the same way. And just with those understandings of being as close as being as close to the players and the coaches as I personally was, I feel like I, I was the perfect person to be in, in that position because I knew how to, I feel like I know how to get the emotion that's needed out of people or anything else, anything else like that especially my teammates. So honestly, uh, it's it's kind of frustrating, but at the same time, I put I, I put a lot of blame on myself because I the way I feel like I am I am, I was a leader. Uh, I was in a leadership position on the team, and I feel like I could have done a lot better to help the team achieve the goals that we felt like we could have achieved. So I put a lot of frustration and blame on myself because even though I did take a next step, I feel like I could have done a lot more in order to help us win some more games, help some other players, you know, there's some other areas that they're struggling or whatever could help us win. So honestly, I just put a lot of blame and frustration on myself. While Felder was frustrated with the losses, the biggest challenge came in January when the team was forced to quarantine because of a positive coronavirus test. Boston College was forced to postpone or cancel five games throughout late January and early February, which was tough on Felder, on and off the court. With like quarantine and COVID and whatnot, honestly, it wasn't much that I or any of the players could really uh, say on that matter because, you know, it's a new deal for everyone. So the most we could say was just, Everybody just try to keep their head up, um, stay focused, because we, yeah, we know what we have to do as soon as we're able to get back on that court. And just being, and just staying focused even while quarantine, I know um, we talked about having, while we were being in quarantine, having basketball in a room, doing form shootings or uh, push-ups or anything to keep us in shape or anything like that. So we would do that too while we were uh, being with COVID. Boston College finally got back on the court on February 6th for a matchup with NC State, but that was the first of three straight losses before the team was hit by COVID again. February 15th is the day that Felder won't soon forget, as he was hit by two pieces of bad news on the same day. He was told he tested positive for COVID before learning that head coach Jim Christian was being fired. It was, it was definitely a lot to deal with in one day. 
I was definitely very frustrated. I even got the call while I was in the gym uh, putting up some shots. But it was definitely a frustrating day for me. But I just had to look past it. On the health side of things, Felder was fine, as he didn't have any symptoms. While he didn't have to deal with the complications of coronavirus, he suddenly had to deal with playing for a program that suddenly wasn't heading down the path that he signed up for. We were all very surprised that it happened, you know, mid-season like that, because you really just don't see that, especially as a player going into the season with one coach and not finishing with, finishing with him. So it was definitely a surprise. Me and the players, we were all very um, caught off guard and hurt by the situation. But, you know, we just had to try, try our best to put our best foot forward and, you know, keep playing. Felder said he was also surprised that Christian didn't have a longer leash this season because the team was battling COVID as much as it was struggling to find wins. That's something that definitely played a, uh, something that we thought about because, you know, as far as, you know how, how difficult the season has been, not just for us, but for everybody this year with the COVID crisis going on and whatnot. And that definitely made things harder. I, I thought it would have given, given Coach Christian a little, you know, a little more room because of what we had going on being affected by it. But I guess, uh, I guess they had other, other plans in mind. As Christian was fired, Felder was stuck in quarantine. The team missed two more games after he tested positive, and he was held out of a matchup with Notre Dame before finally playing again on March 3rd against Florida State. Felder said it was almost more frustrating to test positive without symptoms because he felt like he was still capable of playing. That frustration carried to the court when he returned, as he struggled to find a shot after being away from basketball for two weeks. It's definitely frustrating being on the sideline like that because, you know, you have no symptoms in there. You um, you feel like I could be, I could still be out there. And, on, and with me, it's, it hits me a little harder because when if I'm not in the gym or something like that, like if I'm not in the gym, I go two two days, maybe three, without being in the gym, then my my form or jump shot jump shot becomes a little gets a little off kilter. So just the consistently being in the gym is pretty much the key for me, and I could I wasn't able to do that. So it, it, so it hit me a little harder in that aspect. Uh, you know, every player is different because some people are able to go a couple of days without being in the gym or shooting or anything like that and still be able to come out and shoot the exact same way as they were before. But for players like me, that that time being missed in the gym, it really hurts because when we come back, it takes, it takes a good bit for it, everything to, you know, be fine-tuned and back to how it was before. And I definitely think that um, the time I spent in, in isolation came back came back to hurt me a little bit in the final games that we played. The team lost its final three games of the regular season, including an 86-51 loss to Duke in the first round of the ACC tournament. Now that the season was over, Felder was left waiting to see who would take over the program he joined two years ago. Eventually, the team hired former College of Charleston coach Earl Grant, who Felder was familiar with from the high school recruiting trail. No, I definitely feel like I have a good, healthy relationship with Coach Grant, especially being that when he was at the College of Charleston, 
he was recruiting me when I came out of high school as well. So I just had a previous good relationship with him. He, he definitely uh, wants me to stay here and thinks I could be a, a main building block of his here in the you know in the upcoming years. So I definitely had a have a good relationship with him. That's uh, that didn't really. Um, impact my decision to enter the portal negatively or anything like that. Soon after Grant was hired, Felder decided to enter the transfer portal. He announced that move on Sunday, becoming the fourth high-profile member of the Eagles to do so. All four of BC's top scorers from last season are either in the transfer portal or have signed with another team. I'd like to think that um, I had a pretty good season. I feel like I could have been better in some areas, but overall I feel like I took a a pretty good, pretty great jump as a player in person this year. And honestly, as far as the decision to, you know, look for other options in terms of going to school and playing basketball, it just came down to the fact that uh, the staff that I came in with will no longer be here, unfortunately. And with the staff leaving, a lot of the players are leaving as well. And those relationships that I built with the players and staff, they were just, they were, um, I just depended on those relationships mostly. And without those relationships being here, then I just thought it was best for me to explore what other options I had on the table. Because Felder has a good relationship with Grant, he hasn't ruled out returning to Boston College. Yes, sir, it definitely is. I'm just, just wanted to lay all my options on the table and see exactly what I'm working with in, in order to make an informed decision. Now comes the second round of recruiting for Felder. The former Gamecock said he's learned a lot since he was being recruited in high school, and he plans on using those lessons as he finds the next step in his career. I definitely have a lot more questions to ask about the schools and a lot of better questions so I get a better feel of what I'm going to especially with the visiting rules being so strict, if any, uh, this year. So I definitely, I definitely have a lot more questions to ask about the schools and whatnot. Felder won't be able to make many college visits if he's allowed to make any, which makes finding a new school a little bit more difficult. He's already had some Power 5 schools reach out, as well as a smaller school that's catapulted a certain Crestwood alum into stardom. I've talked to Florida, Nebraska, LSU, South Carolina, Georgia, Murray State. Um, yeah, I've talked to them a good bit. That's, that's, that's probably a good couple more. That's, those are the first that come to mind. With schools like South Carolina on his radar, Felder said the prospect of coming closer to home is enticing. John Morant's also made a pretty strong pitch for Murray State. He was just telling me that they really, they really, they still really like me over there, and that he he thinks it would be a good fit, and basically still, really that they really still like me over there, and that they want me. Felder is still very early on in the process, but he's hoping to make a decision relatively soon. I hope to have a decision soon in the near future. How soon? Um, Honestly, not sure, but I definitely don't want to drag it out any longer than it has to be. I just want to hopefully find the best fit for me as soon as I can.
That'll do it for this week's episode of The Blitz. Thank you again for joining us on this journey through 50 episodes. Be sure to tune in next week as we continue to tell interesting local sports stories. And if you enjoy this podcast, please tell other people about it and get them to listen too. If you listen on Spotify, follow it. If you listen on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app, rate and review. If you listen on Facebook, like and share. The Blitz is a part of the Item Podcast Network, which is the audio arm of the Sumter Item. If you like what you're hearing, the best thing that you can do to support us is to subscribe to the Sumter Item. That will help ensure our team can continue to bring you local news, information, and entertainment as you want to read, watch, and listen to. And we have a digital subscription rate that's cheaper than most streaming services. Subscribe today at theitem.com slash subscribe.